everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And it's finally here, WrestleMania week, and I could bring on no one other than my stupendous co-host. We'll see how many times we can kill that word in this podcast. Brandon McLaughlin, third straight year we're doing the WrestleMania hype show. What's going on? Not much. Thank you once again for, for having me, as always. Always a pleasure. Stupendous podcast episode. And uh, stupendous invite with a uh, not so stupendous photograph that you right to my to my Facebook there. My kind of my one of my gimmicks is doing bad Photoshop sometimes, so that may be my thing. But I'm trying to get better at it. I I'm, promise. I'm not even. It's not even a critique on the Photoshop, <laughs> as it is just the photo itself. Oh it's yeah, we, 2014 me just kill it with fire. Yeah, that's fine. Well, isn't that part of the course for WWE? They always post like. You know, when Undertaker was still there and they would post like a picture that was totally not him from like 2011, but yet it's 2022 and he totally looks like not like his pictures. So. I suppose you have a point because they did with, I think what they did that with Rollins a couple of times yeah. where they still show him in his shield gear. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. Like yeah. he looks younger than what he actually is. So <laughs> I, I kind of keep it in tone with, with the same vibes that WWE does. So that makes sense. The continuity's there. Anyways, this is the third straight pod that we've done um you know i'd love to get Ryder involved also but i I know he's he just got engaged so congratulations to him i'm sure he's got a lot on his plate right now so congratulations buddy if you're listening to this um but yeah man three straight years three straight wrestlemanias three straight years of the weekend yeah that's got to be a a plus for you that's Um, always i i was not expecting so the first the first year I was like okay cool blinding lights let's go the second year I was like okay I'll take it yeah. you know because I feel like I feel like that was apropos considering that blinding lights was during the COVID WrestleMania right. so it wasn't like it didn't feel like an official WrestleMania as much as we wanted it to yeah. so the last year's was kind of it still wasn't an official WrestleMania yeah. if you will but it was at least in front of live people this time it so, felt weird right like it yeah. was a real like in front of a real audience but it still felt like kind of like not completely there as an experience. I'm sure it's going to be, it's going to feel like the way it was in the past this uh, upcoming weekend. Um, yeah, obviously we're here to talk about WrestleMania two night event again, stupendous, never been done before. Or actually, it's been done before, but this is the the most stupendous WrestleMania in history. And you got to give credit at least to Vince McMahon for that because how many times have you ever heard that word uttered before? They they put that as a, one of the taglines for Mania. Stupendous, stupendous. I can't even remember the last time I heard the word stupendous. Is it even a real word? Regular vocabulary. <laughs> I need so. to look that up if it's a real word or not. A um, couple of things I want to ask you about before we get to our mania rundown. Um, obviously, two two big things happen. Uh, first, um, we have to acknowledge uh, the retirement of Triple H. Unfortunately, from in ring uh, competition. So. I guess the final match we saw of him was, I think it was a match against Randy Orton on some show or some confrontation. I think it might have been before when he was having that feud with Bray Wyatt after he had burned him alive. And remember he was going to confront like Alexa Bliss and it turned into like this, or it was this brawl with Triple H. I don't know what it was. Um, But as far as like match, I think maybe WrestleMania 35 or 6, the one he had against Batista. That was, was kind of like his last big five. match. 
Well, I was actually going to say until you brought up the Randy Orton thing, that was during the pandemic. Yeah. I thought his final match was uh, one of the Saudi Arabia shows where it was like DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. But was that that was that before or after the Batista match? Kind of have I, I kind of thought that was after, but I could be wrong. I thought it was after. I, I thought or, or I thought uh, Brothers of Destruction and DX were after because it had to have, it had to have been 2018. And well, 20, he got injured in that match, so it couldn't have been after the Batista match. 2018 was the the no, because the the 2018 Saudi Arabia wasn't that the greatest Royal Rumble ever. That's the one where Braun won. Oh, where is that the, the infamous man. Titus O'Neil sliding under the yeah, ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's oh no, I don't know. It's it's all very confusing. It's been, I mean, the WWE timeline over the last few years. I can't even get it accurate sometimes. But either way. Point is, Triple H will no longer wrestle uh, just for anybody, anywhere, just because of his condition that he had with his heart. And it was very secretive, uh, and it happened around last, a little bit after SummerSlam, where we kind of saw Triple H kind of step down from NXT, and they revamped that whole thing. And we're like, well, what's going on with Triple H? Is, is he, like, getting relieved of duties? And then it was very quietly reported that he had a condition that he needed like immediate surgery for so um you know sucks that we won't get to see like an actual farewell which i hope wwe does at some point just at least have him come out and oh it, talk they, to the crowd. they have to yeah i hope so um you know i'm not the biggest triple h fan but i i am a fan of the triple h that has been involved with a lot of the younger talent like you know bringing up the sasha banks's the becky lynch's and kevin owens and everybody like that you know, obviously they were very uh, – everybody put out a lot of positive messages on that this weekend on social media. What were your thoughts on Triple H retiring? I uh, – when I, when I found it out – so I, I went, went backwards for me because I had found out on Twitter first. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. I, wouldn't, I don't want to say backwards. It was – I was at work and uh, we always have – in the dressing rooms, we always have like ESPN playing on in the, uh, the lounge area. Mm-hmm. So in passing, I just happened to glance over on the television and they were announcing that Triple H was going to be on the show with Stephen A. Smith. And I thought, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And I thought it was very, again, I thought it was very apropos um, because, okay, well, Mania is around the corner. He's probably going to, you know, talk to him and yeah. just kind of hype, hype some stuff up and uh, maybe cover some past WrestleManias or, or what have you or go over his career. And then later on that evening, I pulled out my phone on Twitter and I see all of the hashtags, the thank you, Triple H. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what happened? So that's when I kept scrolling through the timeline and I saw the video of the actual clip of the Stephen A. Smith show mm-hmm. and they announced his retirement. So after all things considered, when you hear about what he actually went through when he was under the knife and when he was going through his procedure in the hospital, it kind of kind of made a lot of sense that you know and and I'm glad that he he was wise and he chose what was best not only for his health but for the the best of you know the longevity of of his life and mm. spending the most time with his family um I really hope they they take that into consideration and I I don't think that they would however I've been wrong before but I just hope that they don't turn it to where it's Triple H is retired, and then they continue to just have him show up and do spots where he just randomly gives people's pedigree. Like, oh, okay. You I know, I, I kind of want it to be just just be done. 
yeah. you know. And and everybody was right with all of the posts and and all of the the tweets that all of the superstars were sharing across all brands. It right, wasn't right. just WWE. Everybody mm-hmm. from from AEW, Impact, what have you. Anybody who's had any sort of uh, you know cross paths with Triple H had had a lot of positive things to say, and mm-hmm. it was very it's very well deserved and well earned mm-hmm. with with the career that he had and um, everything that he did to pioneer the the industry and everything that he accomplished within the Attitude Era. Um, all the ways that he inspired me growing up as a kid too, and then even into my adulthood, um, kind of kind of upset. It's it, it's terrible that this is the way that it had to go down. But you know, he has nothing to be ashamed of in his career. Definitely fantastic career, and and I hope you know nothing but the best for him in in his future health. Um, any favorite <laughs> matches of his that come to mind when you think of him? Like I put my I put mine on Facebook. It, I loved his match with Stone Cold at No Way Out 2001. It was a two out of three falls, uh, three stages of hell match, gimmick match. Um, you know, he famously won that match, uh, right before Stone Cold's title match at WrestleMania 17. So that was my favorite of his. You know, that was a good, you know, you're only as good as the, the hero and the villain. You know, you have to have two really good counterparts, but you know, that, that's my favorite match of his, but there's so many like that you can think of. I, um, I have to go back into the archives, so I don't really know if I would pick either one of these to be my favorite per se, but just for, for, cause they're fresh on my mind. The first two matches that come to mind when, when I think of, you know, I guess iconic Triple H moments are going to be, uh, him versus The Rock on the inaugural episode of, uh, SmackDown oh, okay. with Shawn Michaels a as a special guest referee. Yeah. And then, um, Again, this is apropos of nothing. I wouldn't say it's my favorite or even one of the greatest, but one of them that comes to mind is uh, Triple H versus John Cena at uh, Mania 22. Mm, I was thinking of that one too. That's a that's probably my favorite of his. Like for one on one main events, there's another one, but we can't talk about it oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. in terms of history. But right. yeah, that that one with John Cena in Chicago, and it was a weird one too, right? Because like the whole crowd was for pro triple h yeah it was very split yeah for sure <laughs> and uh it was the first time that really john cena took like the backlash of being like the the good guy champion mm-hmm. where it kind of like flipped for him but that that was just a good overall i love the entrances in that match the match itself was good the crowd was in, intense debut yeah, uh debut the new motorhead song the king of kings yeah. song so uh a, a glimpse of cm punk if you if you oh. if you look very carefully he's there um so yeah a lot of good memories uh, that we have to look on for him as far as in-ring goes. You know, with the passing of Scott Hall, I'm sure like that played a lot into like, nah, I'm not going to risk trying to get back in the ring and do something and health-wise, you know, get ruined forever. But yeah, I, I wish him the best and uh, hopefully uh, he recovers fully. I don't even think he's still like 100%, I would say, I don't from think whatever so it either, is. Because yeah. so, um, I watched that interview with Stephen A. Smith and uh, not that he looked in bad shape, but definitely... Even he himself said, like, uh, you know, still recovering. and But, yeah, no, I wish him the best, for sure. So, um, yeah, that's uh, all we got to say on Triple H. We wish him the best. <laughs> Last thing that I got to ask my buddy Brandon before we get into the WrestleMania card. Uh, only because everything in our lives is wrestling. Everything in life is wrestling. We all know what happened Sunday night at the Oscars. It's been dissected to death. But I have to ask you point blank. Is it a work or is it a shoot with what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock? You wouldn't happen to be referring to the most stupendous slap in Oscars history, would you? In pop culture history. Pop culture history. 
Oh, man. You know, I could go either way on this one just because I've seen kind of – well, they both kind of made their own addresses from both sides. Yeah. So Will Smith has made an address and Chris Rock has made an address and then I have – friends all over where well, we have mutual friends as i'm sure you've seen just all over twitter and facebook that yeah. are kind of they're kind of leaning towards one side or the other so if it's a work i don't know what it's a work towards because i mean you're you're the big you're the bigger movie buff between the two of us so you would probably know better than i would unless of course they're setting up for some big you know drama between uh will smith and chris rock in the future mm-hmm. i don't really know what it would be a work towards the only way i will lean towards work is that if it's for if it was for a ratings play because the ratings did go up for the oscars like by i forgot how much percentage like way better than what it did last year even though we were in a pandemic or still are kind of um but like eric bischoff says controversy creates cash that, that was one true. of his mottos so but <clears throat> I, I i do believe wholeheartedly it was a shoot and that that was definitely not planned and I mean, I know these guys are, I know Will Smith's a good actor, so I, I mean, I, I don't want to doubt the validity of his speech, Oscar speech afterwards. It just felt very weird and like you could tell it was like impromptu. So I, I can't see this being a work at all. So I'm going full on. Sh- it was a shoot. I'm going to, I'm probably going to be in the same boat you are. Like I said, I don't know what this would be a work towards unless, I mean, unless, like you said, you made a good point, unless it was just for ratings. Or unless they're trying to to tease or build some epic blockbuster <laughs> drama between the two of them, yeah. um, you know, say say what you will about either individual, love them or hate them. Uh, I know that there's a lot of there's been a lot of controversy revolving just Will Smith's marriage in yeah. general um, that has come to surface over the last couple of years. So whether or not that has anything to do with it, I don't know. That's not my hill to die on, but. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to lean more towards that was probably legit and not staged. I will say it was a an all-time like Twitter night on socials. And of course, me, I was waiting for my okay, they got to insert the Jim Ross commentary or the Stone Cold music or something and, you know, sure enough, like not even like an hour past when it happened, like there was already stuff. Of, so many memes. <laughs> it, it, it was great. Less than 12 hours at any pla- any meme platform any meme page that you follow yeah. uh, on any social media platform, like it was all covered. Yeah. Um, there's been people like dissecting the video of it, like in terms of like how Chris Rock took the slap, like his face was moving already when Will Smith was going for it. So that's how the, the wrestlers are like, Oh look, it's a, it's a, it's a work like with the way he's the way he took the slap and also that it's dumb. But I, I, again, in all seriousness, I, I thought it was real and uh, sucks that it happened. And, uh, I know it's going to be hard to move on from because this is I, what I consider the meme generation. Like everybody is going to use that template for a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, so it's not going to go away anytime soon. But yeah, just as as us being like diehard wrestling and we have to incorporate it into all of our lives. I had to ask you that, so I had to get your your two cents on it. So I appreciate it. Um, let's get to this uh, this stupendous two night event. Um, I was this close to thinking about purchasing a ticket for Mania because one of the highlights is going to be the return of the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now we'll get to his whatever's going to happen on this show with him in, in just a little bit, but that was going to be my biggest sell to am, am I going to get to see Stone Cold wrestle one more match? But we don't know exactly what it's going to be, so 
But we'll, again, we'll talk about it in just a little bit. So uh, it's this Saturday and Sunday from Dallas at the AT&T Stadium. Um, I think the last time it was there was WrestleMania 32. Do you mm-hmm. remember that mania? Yep. Pretty well? Um, not not pretty well, but well enough. Yeah. I think... Um, what was the most memorable thing out of that show? I mean, the the one the the things that come to mind were just a lot of the botches that were in that triple threat, uh, the women's match for the first ever. Women's oh, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, that that was the first time like they were really on the big stage, like mm-hmm. to have a big match. Um, Shane and Taker, right? Were in the Hell in a Cell. Is that it? Shane and Taker? I think. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were fighting in the. Oh, hell that's where Shane jumped off the cell. That's yep. right. That's right. Um, John Cena and The Rock versus, I guess, essentially the Wyatts, the Wyatt family. Yes. Gosh, that mania. I don't remember if they did 100,000 people. They said it was, but I highly doubt it was. I think it was like around 80,000 if you report it correctly. Um, the ticket sales have been like kind of scary for this. Um, last I looked, they've only sold about 65,000. And oh, that's wow. a stadium that holds like a hundred thousand plus. Right. Well, depending on how they set up the stage and all that stuff, but you know that I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they brought back Stone Cold for this mania. I know they probably wanted The Rock. Um, you know he's probably going to be positioned for next year's mania in, in L.A. Um, you know they 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 really had to book this mania huge because of all the momentum I think that AEW has created. So the. Uh, I feel like they're going all in on trying to make this one of the best WrestleManias ever. Now, whether that ends up being the case, I don't know uh, as we run through this card. Um, first of all, do you like that WrestleMania has become like a two-night thing? Or would you prefer it be a one-night long-ass event like the way it's been the last couple of years before the two-nighters started? It's kind of it's kind of grown on me, the, the two-nighters. <clears throat> if you had asked me this a couple of years ago... Probably traditionally speaking, I would have been used still used to the uh, the single night, but this is good for you know this is good for giving somebody giving everybody a break right. and not just having and it's it's also good just to focus on good storytelling and things that are actually relevant and not just trying to put it put in as much filler as you possibly can. Um, and that's not that's that doesn't just go for uh you know individuals who are watching it on live on Peacock or the WWE network or on pay-per-view or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um this also pertains to everybody that's going to be in attendance cuz if you purchase a ticket to a live WrestleMania if you're if it's still under the old system of being one a one night event you're locked in for 6 plus hours. Yeah. So there's going to be stuff that you're not going to see uh, on the uh, on the other end of a of a pay per view that you're going to witness live, but it's still a lot of like mm. uh, filler. So, for example, the the live mania, the last live mania I went to was the one in Houston in '09, the 25th, 25th, yeah. Also, oh, you got to see Austin do his like little farewells. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I got to see that, um, and then before they brought in, uh, this was back when they still coined the term divas yeah uh but what before they brought out all the women's wrestlers uh they had kid rock doing like a little mini concert before he performed the song to to introduce them all mm-hmm. at, collectively into the ring so little things like that uh this kind of just gives everybody a mental break and you know make sure that everybody's still tuned in and is still lively mm-hmm. um as opposed to being b-word burned out so yeah i i like the two night event thing also but i also wouldn't be 
I wouldn't mind if they went back to a full one night, but do it on a Saturday where you could at least recover on Sunday as opposed to like, oh, I got work Monday and this thing's running past like midnight already. Like, That's true. Got to get rest. So I would be okay if they if they brought it back to one night, but do it on a Saturday night. Um, but again, I'm, I'm for the two-nighters. Like, it's just more money for – it's smart business-wise to do it because I think I, I read a report that they're going to generate over like $200 million just for the city of Dallas. So I, I don't know why a lot more cities aren't fighting to get like WrestleMania into their city. Like San Antonio really should put in their bid because that's just a lot of money to bring, generate for the for the city itself. So it's become that big. Um, and people are complaining like uh, – like you can't please everybody either way because it used to be like, oh, the one nighter it's too long and and this and that, but now you split it and it's like it turns into like two four hour shows as opposed to one seven hour show, but now you're, people are like, oh well, there's all there is is filler matches. It's like, bro, have you watched like the early WrestleManias? Like there's a shitload of filler matches and a bunch of those. Yeah, and you kind of need that to break the crowd before you get into your, like your main matches. So I'm okay with that. Some of these manias have like had filler matches and looking at some of this card i'm like you know these could just be like raw matches but you know i'll take them on a mania if it's a break in between edge and aj styles and becky lynch's match you know have a little match in between so um yeah and i think going forward at least for right now the the plan is to stick with the two night event so we'll, we'll be seeing that uh in the future going forward I don't remember, or actually, I think I remember asking you last year's pod because we had this similar discussion where I think you had mentioned going forward they were probably going to stick to that formula. Mm-hmm. So when you brought up the ticket sales just a little bit ago, do the ticket sales reflect, do you have to purchase two separate tickets if you want to make it to both nights? Or when you purchase tickets to WrestleMania, does it automatically include both nights? I think I still don't know the answer to that question. I should have, and I'm sure there's still a lot of tickets on Ticketmaster. I'm going to have to answer that question myself finally. But considering the way the sales have been going, I, I wouldn't be shocked if either it's like you buy one and it's good for both or you buy one and the second one you can get like a discounted rate just because they want to sell those tickets. That could make sense. But they, they also I also know that they do uh, – well, they used to. I don't know if they still do. But they did uh, – when they do with the – when they would do the package deals. Yeah. Like the travel packages mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I wonder if you purchase like a package if it includes both nights of WrestleMania. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure it includes like the Hall of Fame and Monday Night Raw and – all that stuff. Well, it's all weird because it's all like, so SmackDown on that Friday, the Hall of Fame is right after, which is going to air live on Peacock. Um, Saturday, like early in the afternoon, is the NXT Takeover show, mm. which is taking place, I think, at the American Airlines Center. Which I don't even think they're going to sell that out. Like, not not with the roster they have there now. Like, no. you, know, you could do it with Adam Cole and you know everybody they had there before, but not now. Um, you so could do it. You could do it with Triple H's NXT. Now yes, with the current NXT. Yeah, Triple H's NXT. Yes. So I'm curious to see like what that's going to look like from a presentation stand, standpoint because I'm pretty sure they've only sold like 3,000 seats and that's like a 20,000 seater arena. So <laughs> I think I may want to tune in just to see what it looks like. And then of course you got Mania um, at the AT and T Stadium on Saturday night and Sunday night. Um, all right, let's jump into uh, night one. And I'm looking at these matches through wikipedia.com. And as far as I know, all of these matches are going to be on both the main shows. There's not going to be like a a long pre-show or anything like that. I don't think it's really been like that the last couple of years where... Not like in Mania's past where they do like a two-hour pre-show and they put like all these different matches on there. Like 
the Andre, like for example, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I think is going to be on SmackDown this yes, Friday. So yeah. we won't expect anything like that. But for the most part, most of the roster is on the card. So you're going to see a, a lot of different faces. Um, I don't want to go in order here. I want to go by importance. So <laughs> this may be a little mean. So depending on who you like, folks, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just go- reading off of what I think the matches are. The least important to the most important for night one and night two. So let's start with uh, the New Day. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. This is a total SmackDown match. Um, I don't think this was the original plan uh, with Big E getting hurt. And I don't know if you saw that footage, Brandon, of of him getting... I have not seen that spot yet. It's very rough to watch. Um I don't know how he did it, but because the stuff with the neck is just, I, I just it's squirmish. It's squirmish, very squirmish. But I don't know how I saw it, but that was bad. This Ridge Holland guy, I know he's had stuff happen to him too. He got hurt in NXT bad with his with his knee. Um, but man, I, I wouldn't want to work against this guy. Um, as far as like, do I care about this match? Not really. It's it's gonna be stuffed in way like in the middle of this card where like. This is like the bathroom break, like, no offense, because there's really no stakes in this match. It's just a big nothing. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the New Day. This is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably the, one of the first or very few manias that, uh, with the exception of 33 when they hosted it in Orlando. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the New Day isn't competing for or defending the tag team titles. Uh-huh. Are there, is it not? That, that's probably accurate. Cause last year they defended. The year before that, it was that weird, uh, triple threat ladder match where it was just Kofi versus, uh, oh, yeah. Uso, one of the Usos and, uh, John, uh, John Morrison. That's right. And then what was the year before that? That was okay. So the year, okay, I take that back. The year before that, that was Kofi, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania. Um, okay, so I either don't know. way, they've always been in some like title, picture. right? So it's weird, but in the same time, I guess it's kind of refreshing that the New Day isn't in that tag title picture right now, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as far as uh, as far as Sheamus and uh, Ridge Holland goes, Sheamus, I think, is better off as like a singles competitor chasing just a singles title. So, um, not saying that it's a bad, a bad, a bad tag team. Excuse me. Um, I just don't believe in him as much as in being in a tag team. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm probably going to put pick new day on this one too. Yeah. Like I said, it'll be deep in the card depending on where they position it. So, uh, and I wouldn't expect it to get much time either. And I think, and I think they could use a mania win because it's been a while since, Kofi Mania yeah. since they've gotten a Mania win and just to kind of yeah as, as, a, as a tribute I guess to, to Big E and, and what he's doing I feel bad for him man like he ended the year as WWE champion and then got the shaft at the the day one pay-per-view yep I don't even know I don't think he got pinned I don't so I don't think if he ever or maybe he did get pinned I don't know either way he lost the championship and then just got randomly moved back to SmackDown with like no explanation I thought I thought I was the only one too. I was like, I was like, when did when did Big E rejoin the New Day? That's been so hot take really quick. That's been one of I guess the, one of the big gripes that I've had just kind of keeping up with with wrestling, particularly WWE, is what is going on with their structure anymore? Because going back to the NXT show. Dolph Ziggler, for some reason, is the NXT champion, and it's like, 
who's on what show now? Right? I'm so confused with how people are just. It's like, what is the point of having a draft yeah. and, and making you know they they try to make a big deal out of it? They try to to mimic like an NFL draft yeah. where they you know if you're watching a Raw or a SmackDown the, the bottom of the screen they have like the little uh, side scroller deal where it shows who got picked and what their rank was. But then if you're just gonna if you're just gonna go back to like 2011 2010 WWE structure where everything is just a super show and people are bouncing back and forth between shows, like what's what's the point? Yeah. That's uh, the one thing that the Observer always mocks them for. Like, they do the draft, and they're like, uh, yeah, once they go get on these shows, you're not going to see them interact. And what's the next pay-per-view Survivor Series where it's Raw versus SmackDown? So, like, they're going to cross shows. Um, and even th- throughout this whole build of Mania, like, Brock is the WWE champion. He's oh, he's supposed to be on Raw, and yet all we've seen him on is on SmackDown. SmackDown. And I get it, the matches with Roman, but... At least have him show up on Raw somewhat, like do something. I mean, I know he's come out a couple of times, but man, like, yeah, it makes no sense. And I think I saw Rhea Ripley on SmackDown like the other week, and it's like, all right, like, it doesn't make any sense. But whatever, they want it to make sense only when when they say it. Other than that, it's like they can do whatever they want. But uh, let's let's get off that match. Those those too much time wasted on on that. It's the filler match. Uh, let's stick with the tag team division. It's the SmackDown tag titles. A fresh matchup, so I, I like that it's different. So it's the Usos who have been, I think, champions forever now. I don't, I don't know if, lo- if as long as Roman, but they've definitely been tag champions for a while. They will be facing Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, Boogs. I don't, under- I don't understand the Rick Boogs character, but I'm not that familiar with him. I mean, I watch SmackDown, but I've never really. Like watched his his shtick or even him as a wrestler, so um, I guess uh, I'm gonna pick the, the Usos to retain here. Um, I don't really know. I'm not too familiar with Boogs either. Um, I think the most that I have to go off of is uh, back during my time working at Amazon when I was just religiously listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. He popped up on a the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves. And so they kind of did like a little interview with him and kind of his story and his journey to, to WWE. So mm-hmm. he kind of explained, uh, I guess, more or less his inspiration or, or kind of what drove him to that character. And it was really just a matter of, oh, you know, I can play the guitar, I can do this. And I just needed something to kind of set myself apart and in terms of building my character. So this is what I decided to run with. That's just the short and the long of it. Mm-hmm. Um I, needless to say, I, I think that him, uh, him and Nakamura, especially him, have a lot of good, I guess, rapport with the fans. Uh, they they seem to really get behind him. Um, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence on this one just because I could and I couldn't see the Usos dropping the belt to this team. Hmm. They are going to drop the belt at some point. I just don't know how much I believe it would be to, to Rick Boogs and Nakamura. Hmm. Nakamura is... A uh, very well established competitor, so he's he's uh what's the word I'm looking for? He's uh, credible. Right, it, it, it'd be a credible loss. Um, you know, what? I, I think I'm going to go dark horse on this one. I think I'm going to pick them to go over the Usos. Oh, okay. Um, just so, because you know it's a it's a credible win losing to Nakamura, but also I think that uh with with as much momentum as and as much of the fans that are behind Rick Boogs, uh-huh. um, you know, this being like his essentially his first WWE title. It's not bad. I mean, it's the tag titles. It's not like a singles title or anything like that. Well, damn. I was going to paint a scenario. I'm going to paint it anyway. Okay, go so, for it. So uh, 
any chance here that Rick Boogs turns on Shinsuke Nakamura? They lose the match. Boogs gets mad. That's, you know WWE's good at breaking up tag teams and then having one of the guys, they, they try to push him, but then he ends up just becoming a guy. I could see this happening for Rick Boogs. Um, and it would be the reverse, right? Like Shinsuke turned on AJ at that one mania. Uh, but this one, he would be the one getting turned on. Um, I, I'm going to paint that scenario. I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but it's one of those things that it, it wouldn't shock me if I saw it happen. Like, oh, yeah, it's about time for them to break up. That's a, that's a good point. You bring up a good point on that. Um, I could see that happening too. I don't think I could see that happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also feel like just going back to that other point you made, I do feel like if there is going to be a turn, uh, it's probably going to be more, I don't want to say believable, but I'm just going to use it for lack of a better term. I would believe it more that it's going to be typical WWE fashion to, to have Nakamura once again go into another heel turn and actually have him and keep Rick Boogs as the, the white meat baby face here. So I could actually see it the other way around. Get, get the heat on Nakamura again, yeah. try to get him something. Um, damn, no. <laughs> From the way it looks here, no intercontinental and no U.S. Title matchups, mm. and there's two like really good wrestlers holding those belts right and now. I'm, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up again. Uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You probably you could probably already tell where I'm probably gonna bring it up, but I'm not gonna bring it up until then. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that point one more time. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Um, next up, we got this would not be a mania match for me. This would have been like a at a no way out or something like that. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. With Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> um, another guy I feel really bad for, Drew McIntyre, who I feel like has just gotten the shaft ever since. Like, I mean, he got to be WWE champion, but he was WWE champion when there was no audience. Right. Pandemic era champion. Right. And then last year would have been his opportunity to win the title in front of a huge-ass, well, not huge-ass crowd, but way bigger crowd than they have had uh, since the when they were doing the Thunderdome stuff. Um, and they just shit the bed with him with Bobby Lashley even though Bobby Lashley was a good heel WWE champion but ever since then like it felt like they were building up to like a Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns uh as soon as McIntyre went over to SmackDown and maybe they will do that at some point but I don't know this just feels like a it's like Bret Hart in 1995 where he was doing matches and you know, like that, he was should have been positioned higher, like in the title picture. And I kind of feel like that way for Drew McIntyre. Like he deserves to be in like in a big time feud. Like, I mean, no offense to Corbin, and I know he gets the heat and all that stuff, but this is just a to me, this is just a a, a low tier pay per view type of match, not a WrestleMania quality. Um, but I think they're building up Corbin as being undefeated since he went to the happy gimmick. So, and I don't think. I mean, if Drew McIntyre loses here, then I lose all faith of them trying to push him. So I'm going with Drew McIntyre here, but they just, I don't know what it is, but they love Corbin. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to run with Drew on this one too. And I agree with all of the points that you made there, uh, him being the pandemic era champion and then just kind of falling back to, I guess, the mid card for lack of a better term. Mm. Um, I, th- I would hope, I don't want to say I think, but I would hope that what with their plan is once they unify these world championships belt uh world championship belts which i'll have more to speak on that when we get to it but um i feel like drew mcintyre in my opinion would probably be one of the more if not the most credible person 
to challenge either a Roman or a Brock, yeah. depending who, who sure. comes out of that match. So I think if that's the direction that they want to take, in my opinion, again, that Drew McIntyre would be the the logical choice to, to win a match like mm-hmm. this. And in WrestleMania histories, there's always been that kind of just whatever match, as you had said, it, there's, yeah. there's always those filler matches. I feel like that's kind of what this is. Um, no disrespect to, to either Corbin or McIntyre. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like they, and at the very least, make this some sort of stipulation match. Or not a stipulation match, but like a, like a gimmick match. Yeah, I would have done that. Make it like a, a street fight or something. something or Irish like give it something, something. Yeah. yeah. It's just a match. Like, I, Drew McIntyre is a good worker. So is Corbin. What was that? What was that match? Was it last year's Mania? Uh, Big E versus uh, Apollo Cruz. What was it? A it was the, an Intercontinental Title match, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but it was like a it was oh like the a, Nigerian drum yeah, match or there something. We go. Like, what the hell was that? What was that match? Oh man! I, like even given something, <laughs> I would have taken something stupid like that. Like it would have been silly, a but it, it would have destruction. It match. would have been something. <laughs> Remember that? What was that with oh, the giant God. With, with Braun Strowman? Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> man. Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> so we're both going with Drew on this one. Um, I'll bring this up later. We'll go. We'll circle back to Drew McIntyre. What I would have done with somebody if you weren't going to use him prominently on SmackDown, I would have just thrown him on Raw or something. But I'll bring that up in a bit. Um, next up, we got uh, another tag team match: Ray Mysterio and Dominic, the Mysterio father and son team. Uh, taking on the Miz and Logan Paul. Um, this is kind of like the same feud as last year, no? With uh, Bad Bunny, only you just change up uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest to the father and son duel, and Logan Paul being the celebrity, only he's the heel. Um, are you looking forward to this match, or is it just whatever? I mean, I'll give. I guess I'll give WWE credit on this, and we all know what happens whenever I give WWE credit on any sort of open podcast forum because they just let me down. It goes wrong. Um, (laughs) There's at least, there's at least a little bit of continuity here because Logan Paul was actually at the previous year's WrestleMania too, because he had that weird, like uh, that appearance with uh, Kevin Owens Owens uh, and Sami Zayn. Gosh, so much happens in a year. (laughs) Um, And he was trying, he was supposed to be like the baby face in that, right? Until they realized, mm, no, because he no, because he was teaming with uh, Sami Zayn because he was supposed to be the guy that was like endorsing Sami's oh, okay, uh, documentary okay. or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first here. I'm picking the winners. I'm gonna go. I mean, I have to pick Mysterios. I I feel like it should be a good match uh, based on I don't know how much you you watch when you keep up with Twitter and Instagram, but they post like WWE will post clips of like. Uh, Logan Paul in uh you know training for this match or whatever oh, yeah. like him in the PC just running the ropes and doing all of this stuff so if he if he respects the business and he, if he's doing all of the f- fundamental stuff and he's you know well conditioned then hopefully this has the makings of what should be a, a decent match hmm. um and say what you will about you know the Paul brothers I know that a lot of people kind of find them obnoxious mm-hmm. and that they should just stick to making TikToks or whatever it is that they're famous for um but given the benefit of the doubt here he does draw a lot of attention so I I I mean I guess WWE kind of wanted to use him for that however I'm also going to play devil's advocate to that statement because it's like CM Punk said in uh the Colt Cabana podcast it's not 
this is not the draw. WrestleMania is the draw. Right. So you should need to rely on star power to kind of get more views on your product. Right. Um, and now I'm going to get back to my original thought that I told you I was going oh, okay. to come back Let's to. Go. So, you know, you have the likes of Finn Balor and Ricochet. He's still the Intercontinental Champion, Correct. right? Although he's getting squashed. That's, so. you know... And, and Finn Balor could have very – Finn Balor was one of those few that he very could have easily jumped over to, to AEW. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he, maybe he had a better chance of thriving there, but he decided to, to resign. And the most that they gave him up to this point is just the United States Championship. But even at that, I feel like every time I turn on – Instagram to watch highlights or anytime I turn something on to watch the highlights, he's always getting jumped by Damian Priest. Right. It's kind of, so it's kind of like what, what kind of champion are you making him out to be? But you have, and this was my, this was my gripe last year with the Bad Bunny match, which surprisingly ended up to be a pleasant match. Mm -hmm. So I ate my words. I ate my crow, but still. Well, that's right. You were like so down on that. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was not for that match at all. But at the same time, it brings up that point that you still have, you know, this amount of talent on, a, and you still have a pretty reasonably sized roster that you can incorporate more people and do different matches. But you're doing a lot of celebrity spots, and this isn't the only one because we, we still got to get to the night two. We're gonna yeah. see two of them. Um, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite of you just to keep it balanced on how my picks are going because I think I've been picking the baby faces for a couple of these picks. I'm going to go with the Miz and Logan Paul here. And I'm going to say they're going to have Logan Paul make the cover on one of the Mysterios. Probably Ray, just to... I don't know what it is. Like, Ray's been loyal to that company, and yet they always give him the shaft. Uh, we still haven't figured out how he got his eye back in the socket. Um, remember that storyline? Oh, st- yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. The pandemic era, when we look back on this, like, years now, we're going to be like, what What were they doing on some of this stuff? <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm just trying to keep it balanced. I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul. Um, hopefully Logan Paul can make it, you know, entertaining enough. I know he was trying to give shit to Bad Bunny, but Logan Paul does more athletic stuff than Bad Bunny. It was more of a surprise for Bad Bunny because he's not athletic. He's a singer. Right. So that's why it, it stood out more. So him bragging about that is kind of weird. Um, anything else on this matchup? Uh, you, as you were going down your explanation there, I just sparked randomly an idea, and I'm going to take a page out of your book here and uh, paint the scene. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> just because prior to this match, what were the Mysterios doing before they started this feud with Miz and Logan Paul? Were they not competing for the SmackDown tag titles? Like, were they not feuding with the Usos, or did something happen in between? That was – was that a while back? Because they, they were on SmackDown they got moved to Raw. I think they shut down that storyline real quickly because i know there was like dissension or like just tension between them a little bit but i don't think they ever went through with it and i don't think mysterio would approve fully for that storyline to go through but who knows um that would be a wrestlemania shock for me if that that i was gonna say i'm gonna paint that picture where it's gonna be uh uh dominic is gonna let his i guess his eagerness get the better of him Mm -hmm. and it's gonna cost them the match and ray's gonna try to be too much of a father or mm-hmm. like you know try to try to uh, lecture him you know a- after all is said and done after they get pinned and dominic's just gonna that's gonna start his or kickstart his uh singles career to build up uh because dominic's one of the younger guys that they have on this roster right if you were gonna do that situation 
I think I would have Rey Mysterio be the the heel and try to position Dominic as this like big underdog that has to overcome. I don't know. I would just do it differently because the obvious thing if you're going to split them up is for Dominic to be the heel. But Rey Mysterio is already at the tail end of his career. Like, and if I'm WWE, you want to build up your next like kind of big star for the future. And Dominic's like what? He's got to be like in his early twenties, probably. So um, that's what I would do if you're if you're going to do the breakup. But I don't, know. I don't. I don't see that happening. Just because when was the last time you saw a heel Rey Mysterio? I know that's the thing we've never seen it. And so. and Royal Rumble 2014 doesn't count because they didn't boo him for who he was. <laughs> they booed him for what, who he wasn't. So. He's never he's never been a heel, and I don't think that at this stage in career, as you had at this stage in his career, like you had said, since he's right towards the end, I don't think that they're gonna to to do it. Yeah, you're right. I just because only because WWE wouldn't know how to book it today. Right. So if this were like ruthless aggression era, maybe they could get away with it, but not now. So yeah, it, it'd be it'd be something interesting to see. It'd be different, and I'll take different these days with WWE as opposed to like by the numbers. Um. Next three are going to be very interesting because they could go either way. Actually, we still got four things to cover on night one, but uh, we'll start with this one. Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey, the 2022 Royal Rumble winner. Um, I've liked the build-up to this when they're being physical. The promos have been very atrocious, especially from Ronda Rousey. Like She needs to do what Brian Danielson is doing in AEW where he says very little but he's like freaking someone you don't want to mess with in the ring because he'll just beat the shit out of you. That's how they need to present Ronda Rousey. But they're trying to make her like this like a Hulk Hogan type like baby face. In terms of like speaking to the crowd and getting the reactions and pointing to the crowd and shaking the hands and all that stuff. I prefer her just you know, like when she started out, like that first Mania where she was just a badass. Came I was going to say, wasn't that her original? Wasn't that how she was during her original run? Yeah, she spoke very little and then just whipped your ass in the ring. Like, just that's that's very cut and dry, and that's the best way to present her. Um, I know she's getting cheered this time around. I don't know how much of that is piped in, so we'll we'll see come Mania time what happens there. But when they've gotten physical, like they did a backstage segment on one of the SmackDowns where they were fighting by a car, and you know, I think she, they even bloodied each other up. I like stuff like that, um, and even when Charlotte beat the hell out of her at ringside and powerbombed her through a table, all that stuff's great. It's just when they start to get a mic, I'm like, oh, no, like just it kills it a little bit for me. Um, I'll let you go first on deciding a winner and, for, and also your thoughts on, on the matchup. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I got to say, thankfully, that when I, when I catch up with the highlights that, um, I guess, based on your glowing review there... Um, I've spared myself from actually having to, to listen to any of the promos. So anything that I do see just has, just so happens to be all of the physicality between them, which I agree is great. Um, part of me wants to pick Rousey up until, I guess, one of the most recent clips that I saw prior to today. And it was like, uh, uh, Charlotte was somewhere via satellite, I guess, or mm-hmm. something like doing an interview. And then uh, Rousey was in the ring and she cut that promo of like, oh, you know, you need this win because if, you know, if, if you if you beat me at Mania, 
you know, you've pretty much cemented yourself as like one of the greatest or like one of the best fighters. Yeah. You've, you've taken out one of the biggest targets in, in combat sports. But when I beat you, you're just, you're just another statistic basically. Okay. Let me, let me jump on that. I did like that promo, but all the other promos that she's done in the lead up to it have been pretty awful. Right. So I think there's been progression there. So hopefully she's still working with Paul Heyman on that stuff. Um, that stuff was good, but yeah. As far as like, and there's some people that are like wondering, like, oh, this match is going to be bad. They actually fought at Survivor Series the year it was supposed to be uh, Rousey and Lynch. Mm-hmm. And that match actually ended up being like really good. It was right. very physical, felt more real as opposed to like a wrestling match. Um, I hope they go that route again. Another thing they've been building up in this match is uh, Charlotte Flair saying, like, I'll never tap out to you. So they're building this whole like, Will Charlotte Flair tap at WrestleMania? And that, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. But um, I'm picking Rousey just because that's I don't, you don't bring back Ronda Rousey and then she just loses. So, and I think she's going to be around for a while. It's not like she's coming in part time. Like she's going to be she's signed on for at least a, till next year's WrestleMania. So, um, all right, that's why I'm going to go with her. You you say that, and and at the same time. And and this is this is kind of I, I feel like I always bring up this point where we bring up uh, Charlotte Flair and Manias is Charlotte Flair is one of those that she's just been so very protected right. by by the company and so what I was going what uh, the point that I was getting at with that promo that we were discussing just now is I, I kind of got shades of um, Rollins versus uh, Owens at the at WrestleMania thirty six. Okay. Where Rollins was cutting that promo where he's like, I'm like a god when it comes to WrestleMania. Like, nobody can touch me. I've, I've had so many memorable WrestleMania moments. Yeah. And that was, I, I felt like that promo kind of set up to him, okay, he's going to lose. Yeah. Like, you know, cutting a promo like that, he's, they're setting up for him to lose. So I feel like a promo that, that Rousey cut kind of gave me shades of that. And at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, you had somebody like Asuka, who was built up so very well, especially with her come up in NXT, and then she made her way onto the main roster and then won the 2018 Royal Rumble, but then went on to Mania to face uh, Charlotte and and lost. lost. So I could see that being, again, that the the direction that they want to take with, um, you know, having Charlotte go over. And, you know, Rousey being in it for the long haul, maybe they'll have Charlotte drop it to to Rousey at a lesser pay-per-view. I was like gonna at, say any chances ends in a smaz. Like like in like in a like in extreme I, I, rules or something? No, I mean like th- I'm talking about this match at Mania. Oh, say it ends a, sh- a, a smaz finish. Like a DQ or oh, man. a double count out or something or I don't think so. I would hope not, just because they they've built up so much with the reputation of the women's division mm-hmm. and just everything throughout this decade with the women's revolution that I feel like that's not necessary and I don't I really hope that they don't do something like that. Cuz think about it, I, if if it weren't for the Austin thing which they've confirmed is going to main event yeah. the, the night one, this was probably going to be the main event and this will probably be the main event wrestling-wise as a match. So, I wouldn't it wouldn't put it past them to do a schmaz finish and maybe not a DQ, maybe something to where like if the ref is distracted and and Charlotte pulls a fast one and just like uses like a brass knuckle or something. That or I could see like having something where like she knocks her out with a, a knuckles or something like that and they try to get her and Rousey just knocked out and they 
have her like quit but like she doesn't really quit she was never mm-hmm. conscious for it so i could see something like that and then they can build that whole story well rousey never quit or whatever so she earns a rematch or whatever plenty of different ways you can pl- play this out but if you're doing standard royal rumble winner wins and then gets the title match gets the title has her point to the stars and fireworks go off and all that hopefully doesn't melt like it did it the rumble did you hear about that where the fireworks on the wrestlemania side were melting and it was like falling into, oh, no. into the stands so um and it happened twice <laughs> during that event so that's we'll see uh so you're going for charlotte i i think i'm gonna yeah there, i have i have reservations about it but uh yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with okay. the, the the charlotte pick here I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rousey. Just uh, I. I just don't think they're gonna. She in their in WWE's minds, she's as big as Austin or The Rock, where they're not gonna have her lose a big spot like that. Even though she did lose to Becky Lynch, but she was on her way out. Um, next up, speaking of Becky Lynch, we got the Raw Women's Championship, and I'm, I try to wonder like why are both Raw why are both women's titles on night one, but then I forgot both the men's heavyweight titles are in one match, so I get it. Um, I love the build to this match. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Um, this has been like an old school, like, these these bitches hate each other and they want to they kill each other. So I love that in my wrestling where they, like, these guys just want to tear each other apart. Um, it's been back and forth, you know, uh, Bianca knocking Becky out with her hair with the throat. And then there was Becky retaliating and knocking Bianca out for like a week or two with the chair to the neck. And then this past Monday, it got escalated with the uh, hair, hair. hair getting cut. And I didn't think they were going to do it like um, to anybody. And then I saw Bianca Belair just cutting Becky's hair just straight off. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that just leads me to believe that that feud's just going to continue on. And eventually you'll get like a hair versus hair or, or something to that effect. And I think Becky put up a picture today. She's kind of back to that old orange mm-hmm. uh, last kicker type, uh, which eh, I'm still more of like the darker red hair, like the way she's had it. Um, but I I really hope that they get time and it's not like a – and also I think it's going to open the show for some reason. That – so what uh, what uh, what platform are you looking up these this card on? This is on Wikipedia. Okay, I don't know where it's at on your screen because I have it opened up on my phone too, and I know you purposely kind of jumped out of order. Yeah. Uh, according to because what I'm looking at for the WrestleMania card, I'm referencing Bleacher Report. Okay. And so their predicted uh, match order. Is they have uh, Bel Air versus Lynch as the opening match for night one? I, that I figure because if it's if it's not if that's not going to main event, it's going to be the Charlotte Flair as far as like it's the last be wrestling opening. Match. Yeah, so you have to put it right at the beginning. Um, I think they'll have a very stellar match if they give them time. I would want like a twenty minute match, like the way Bel Air and Banks had last year, somewhere to that effect. Um, here. I don't know if I would have Becky drop it just yet. I don't know. Bianca got her moment last year. Um, it all just depends on how the upper brass is feeling about Becky at this point. Because she's been champion probably, if you think, it, forget her pregnancy aside, 
She's been champion longer than Roman Reigns because she gave up her title. Technically speaking, so technically, yeah. she has not been beaten in like three years since Mania thirty five. Right. So her run has kind of been incredible, and I don't think I'm ready for it to be over with, especially with how Raw ended. Because if they were going to have Belair win, I think Becky should have gotten the upper hand on Raw, and the way it made it look, it was like, oh shit, like that's not. That's not good for the baby face going in, like mm-hmm. as far as like her end result, going off of WWE creative and, right. and their, their storyline booking. So, I'm I'm a Becky Lynch guy for sure, but but just going based on how it would, things played out, I can see Becky retaining here. I I'm gonna go Bel Air, and uh, with the point with that final point that you just made. Um, if Belair doesn't go over and it does does turn out to be Becky, then what that kind of tells me is that they're probably going to set up for a uh, Belair heel turn. Hmm. So so Becky Lynch beats out Belair and then they try to go for like a handshake at the end of the match or something, and then Belair just sucker punches her and just throws her all over the arena, and that's that's going to be the start of a of a Bianca Belair uh, Belair turn. And my primary reason for wanting to pick her to go over in this match is because of uh, the conversation that we had uh, with regard to the the result of SummerSlam. Oh, that's right. That has to be paid off. That yeah, exactly. So um, you know that that seven seconds or whatever it was yeah, that, yeah. that Becky just showed up and pinned Bel Air. Um, you know, this is kind of that that I feel like come the the coming of full circle, if you will. Because um, she's been chasing for a while. Yeah. You know, they even had her go back to the bottom of the line right. and work her way up, which they did a traditional build. I, I mm-hmm. love that. People, I'll give WWE credit. Like, they, they usually have been shit with continuity, but that storyline's been going on and they, they've built that pretty well. I hope it's not a squash like the SummerSlam was and they just do the reverse. That would yeah. suck. I would hate that result because I think these ladies deserve to have like an actual match match. Right. I mean, I, I don't remember their... What was the pay-per-view after SummerSlam where they actually had a match? I think it was Extreme Rules. They reversed the order of the pay-per-views this year. Um, they had a one-on-one it, match. Hell but, in a Cell. But I don't, or that or Hell in a Cell. But it wasn't like very memorable, that, that match. Not, and I think it ended in a schmoz because yeah. Sasha Banks had returned. Right. Um, so hopefully they get time here. Um, I, I think won't that's, be mad. Yeah, I think that was the, that was the match where... I kind of vaguely remember it now because the only memorable moment was that um, they they made that meme out of it where mm-hmm. where Becky's holding the title and she's just kind of like like she yeah. kind of has that half ass smile but she's got <laughs> yeah. like that thumbs up yeah. kind of so yeah, yeah. Um, the only reason I see Lynch keeping it is they're gonna want to do that hair versus title gimmick and you can do that at WrestleMania Backlash and have Belair win it then and then I don't know if they would shave Becky's head completely I I doubt it but. It, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Um, I mean, they did it to Molly Holly. <laughs> um, that's the only reason I can see Lynch retaining here. Um, but if you're going to open the show, you want to open it with something like happy. I don't think WrestleMania ever opens and it's like a down note. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to consider it a downer, but night two last year was the opening match was, um, that was that McIntyre and Bobby Lashley match, and Bobby Lashley did retain as as the heel champion. Oh, so that's right. Mm. People were cheering Bobby Lashley though. That was the weird thing of it. Also, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Either way, I I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, there's two more things that top it for sure. So let's get to the first one. And this was going to interest you. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. 
Seth Rollins versus TBA to be announced the night of an opponent of Mr. McMahon's choosing. Oh, man. Any, any, ch- any chance this is a swerve and WWE fucks us all. Because in the lead up to us and the chance in the audience is that everybody thinks it's going to be Cody Rhodes. If it's not him, it's got to be the biggest letdown, right? Well, <laughs> if it's not him, I've also been reading reports or oh. like not reports, but like rumors where if it's not him, it's Shane. Oh, my God. Which I'm not looking. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not looking forward to either one. And no disrespect against Cody. I was almost going to say this is kind of a hot take, but then again, it's not because I feel like this is not an unpopular opinion by any means. But has Cody just kind of grown stale to you? I enjoy his promos. Not the one. I, there was one in AEW where he did. I think it was like right before the birth of his daughter, and it was it was very cringy and like. Ugh. For the most part, I think his promos are good. I, I'm entertained by that. His matches are decent enough. The last one he had with Sammy Guevara, that ladder match was was pretty incredible. But also, like Sammy does crazy shit, so most of it was him. Um, I'm just interested to see if it is Cody Rhodes how he's presented here if he's presented as a top guy are we gonna get are we gonna get a, a kingdom entrance or is he or is wwe gonna give him like a new def rabel custom inspired theme song this is where wwe could really position themselves like as like getting the leverage because if they present cody as if the way he was presented in AEW with that same theme song and presentation WWE's got to think long term here because if they do that right, they can try to lure other people, and we'll have time will tell right down the line like how he's presented, right? Because you got to think like, okay, in twenty twenty four, MJF's contract's going to be up, and if they present Cody the right way here, they could lure. That could be MJF saying like, well, look at the way they treated him over there, and they gave him good storylines and all that stuff. So if WWE fumbles and gives him a whole new theme, and maybe he gets a push for a month or two, but then ends up like in a ricochet spot at some point where he's just gets squashed like nothing, then it's, you know, then it's whatever. But I don't know. This is going to be a, a big one here, but are we going with the idea that it is going to be Cody Rhodes? <laughs> or do you think WWE fucks us? Oh man. <laughs> I really hope that they don't. I think right now all signs are pointing to Cody. I personally, this is just me kind of rebooking the territory here. I personally would save Cody for like night after mania debut. Like with what whatever the hell his name is, Veer Mahan, oh, Veer okay. Mahal or whatever. Yeah. Um, not necessarily against him, like as his opponent, but I would just have Cody as just another surprise surprise reveal mm-hmm. uh, night after night after Mania. Um, I'll tell you what I would enjoy the hell out of um, is if once Rollins makes it to the ring, a certain individual comes out, and the last time this person uh, made a surprise return in a pay per view in Dallas, Texas, got one of the biggest pops in history, a la Money in the Bank. I think it was Money. John Cena? Oh, shit. Because last, last year was the first Mania ever without a John Cena. But last year, you know, last year, considerably, he was working on a lot of projects because he had his, he had his Hulu movie debut he had Fast Nine debut. Yeah, Peacemaker. He had, he had, yeah, Peacemaker and and the Suicide and the Squad. Suicide so, 
haven't really heard much about John Cena in the media a lot lately, so I don't really know what he's up to or working on. Hmm. And I feel like if they wanted to, the, if they want this to be the most stupendous WrestleMania, that I think that would be a pretty good surprise. So that would pop you more than Cody. Oh, one thousand percent. Okay, I could even. You know what? As much as I love Rollins, I could actually see Cena turning up and like squashing him and be okay with it. Like the, I would, way, I, the way Taker did to him. Like, basically, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Don't, be, don't get me wrong. But um, I hope just for the sake of competition that it is Cody and that he, he is presented well. And then eventually other people from AEW. Because I just think it's better when both companies are doing well. Like all the, the Attitude Era. Like just when you know craziness was just happening all over the place. Um, we'll see what happens. And, and I'm curious to see where this is going to be positioned on the card. Because it's not going to... Unless they open with this. According to the predictive Bleacher Report uh, lineup, Mm -hmm. this is set to take place after... Okay, this kind of... You know what? This kind of makes sense. Like in the middle? It's it's in the middle. It's right after the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland match. So it's kind of like how we were talking about earlier. That tag team match is going to be kind of lackluster a little bit. So that's kind of a way of like reigniting the crowd to, yeah, to yeah. get them hyped up for the main event. Okay. Well, that's going to be fun. And uh, just a side note, uh, Rollins' theme song has grown on me as it, do- as it has with the audience too because they've been chanting with they've it. They've been singing along. And then I'm sure at Mania it's going to happen too. Like, I don't really see – he's not really a heel anymore. He's kind of like – I don't want to say a tweener, but like he's not really doing diabolical things. He's just right. All he does is laugh. He's like, just obnoxious. Like you saw, did you see that video with Vince where he was at the office, yes. and dumping on his desk yeah. and everything? It was, it was just ridiculous. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. And now we come to the main event of night one of WrestleMania, and it's not a match, or we don't know what it is yet. It's we just know it's billed as the KO show. Kevin Owens with special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, if they're positioning this as the main event, I gotta believe there's gotta. I gotta believe it may not be a match, match, but it's gonna be a fight, like where there's gonna be physicality, there's gonna be a brawl. So I was looking on Twitter the other day, and somebody put up a video where it's like the last time Stone Cold got physical, and not not just like a stunner, but where he was actually. Being doing moves and he did the loot desk press and everything was on a Monday Night Raw with Alex Riley where him and the Miz tried to jump him and him and Alex Riley like were doing moves to each other okay. for a while and that was in 2011 so that's what over 11 10, years over 11 years ago and going by Steve Austin's interview on the Rich Eisen show he's getting he's been getting in shape for this so this isn't like a hey we're gonna come talk for a bit and then. I hit a stunner on you and I do a beer bash and leave. No, this I think it's going to be like clo- as close to a match as we're going to get because they keep building the whole. It's been 19 years since he was in a right in a, in a match, and uh, you know we've seen Stone Cold throughout the years come out and do stuff. Um, I don't know what are you ex- what are you expecting out of this? I'm going to tell you one thing. Um, I woke up this morning. It, it was I didn't have a dream, but I, I woke up this morning and. I was I was thinking you know I was I was thinking about coming on here and, and doing this podcast and so leading up to this conversation a thought that passed through my head is I started getting shades of uh, Piper's Pit 
from WrestleMania oh, 21. Oh man, where that, that was that was a big nothing. Where it, it was like, <laughs> it's something like that to where there will maybe there will be some physicality, uh, but it's going to involve somebody else. I don't know who. I don't know who I would put in the the Carlito position, but right. somebody else coming out and interfering with that the KO show. And then they just kind of pick pick him apart, and then they they focus on each other. Huh. I hope it's not. I, first off, do you think he's going to come out? I, I'm trying to think of the presentation of what he's going to wear. If he comes out like with a cut off shirt, the jean shorts, the knee braces, and the boots, then like okay, something may happen here where it may not be. It'll be, it'll be more than just like a a confrontation. But if it's blue jeans and a t shirt and a and, Tennies, <laughs> just the way he came out at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up because that was for me. That was like kind of like the death of Stone Cold. As far as like, yeah, this guy's like the the greatest ass cooker ever. Um, he came out in the tennis shoes and was messing around with New Day. So if he comes out as that on sun on Saturday night, I'm gonna like just be like, he should have just stayed away. But if he comes out like ready to ready to brawl, yeah, jorts, knee braces, boots, t-shirt. I'm hoping for like a 10, 15 minute, maybe well, obviously probably five minutes of that would be talking or whatever. And then like 10 minutes of just fighting all over the ring. And, you know, again, I don't think it'll be a match. Or do you think they'll swerve us and be like, I'll see you tomorrow night and you'll, I'll be in my ring gear or something like that? No, well, uh, <laughs> Imagine. Uh, That'd be the biggest blue balls for those that bought, for people that bought for night one. Right. Um, but. No, I, I think it'll be a brawl, and then obviously it'll end happily with Austin beer bashing. Oh man! So, so are we? I guess we're not picking a winner for this match. Are we just kind of speculating what what the outcome of it is actually? Yeah, going to it's basically be? just how it's going to end. Ah, well, I mean, if we're predicting the ending, then I if we're in Dallas, Texas, and I think yeah. the, the the ending is pretty obvious. It's right. going to end with. The Stone Cold Steve Austin salute, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go around all four corners of the ring and crash a couple beers, yeah. and just, you know, he's he, it's going to end with Kevin Owens getting stunned inevitably. Yeah. Is is what it's gonna be. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna. This is it's all just a pipe uh, pipe dream. I don't think they're gonna go the route that I had stated of just kind of making like a Piper's Pit from yeah, WrestleMania 21. That would be a just total letdown of it. Getting, getting a third party involved and just having the, the focus on that person and then having them th- uh, turn on each other. Um, I say that, though, with the way they've been hyping it. But also it's, they, it's they, definitely they, going to be a fight. But they hyped up the Piper's Pit thing really awesome, too. I remember back in the day, I was like, oh, shit, a Stone Cold on the Piper's Pit. It's going to be a big deal, and it was a big nothing, but... I think WWE is desperate right now, and again, if it weren't for that interview that Steve Austin did, where he's like, "Oh, like I'm really training," and you know, he looks really excited to to do this. So, I don't know. hopefully, it's just hopefully it's an actual fight, and not just zingers and then a stunner. Thanks for having me on, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> By the way. The KO Mania Six shirt. I gotta buy that. That is a that is say, a sick KO shirt. Mania Six. I have three and four. I haven't luckily, or you know, I haven't had the chance to get all of them. But I've gone. He's. I like his gimmick with that stuff. So this one is playing off. Obviously, the WrestleMania Six. It's Stunner versus Stunner, playing off the title versus title with Hogan and Warrior. So I love that. Um, so I'll be buying that soon. Uh, but that's night one, folks. We're not done yet. We still got night two. 
to get to. And there's a plenty of good matches for, for the Sunday portion of WrestleMania. Um, let's start here with the, uh, the women's tag team match, which I was really excited for just the, the two teams. But now it's turned into like a four-way right. just to get more people on the card. The only time WWE seems to care about the women's tag titles seems to be only when they get to WrestleMania. It's uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella, the champions, defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, I think I read a statistic and I posted it somewhere. Sasha Banks is 0-6 at WrestleMania. Uh, I think she's she's due a win at some point. I hope it's this match. I don't want her to be 0-7. Um, I'm going to go with them just based on that alone. Like I want her to win. I don't think Queen enough of Queen Zelina and Carmella. It's just whatever. Let's get some actual wrestlers holding those titles. I, um, well, huh, I got a couple thoughts here. So I'm still kind of sour at the thought of, uh, I think last year's Mania where they had like a, like a tag team gauntlet. For the women's tag titles. Oh, they did that like night one, the night two, they got the title match. Yeah, right? something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was really pulling for uh, Liv Morgan and Riot right, to, to win to win that match. Mm-hmm. And they didn't end up getting it. So I'm actually super behind uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Especially because Liv Morgan herself just deserves a title win at yeah. this point. And they've been... They've been treating her pretty decently. They've they've been giving her a, a push. They had her main event. She main evented day one. Did she not against Becky or yeah, which pay per view? That, that was a big uh, title match for her, and that was a pretty decent match. So I think she's owed a win, and you know Rhea Ripley from being, you know, a, a pretty dominant champion in NXT, and then coming onto the main roster and just kind of not doing a whole lot. Yeah, they dropped the ball with her. Big time. Um, I think she deserves a win too. I'm also thinking back to WrestleMania 35 when they had, uh, you know, they had the, the same tag team, uh, it was like fatal a four way yeah. and they gave it to the Iconics, which well deserved. Like yeah. I'm happy the Iconics won. So I can see, I can see, uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella retaining mm. in that regard with, mm. with that, with that formula. So those are my two that I'm on the fence about. Uh, I don't really care for Natalia and Shayna Baszler. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see Naomi and, and Sasha. You know, they're they're the pretty formidable one of the pretty formidable teams. But I'm gonna go rogue on this one. I I'm gonna throw my name in the hat for uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Liv Morgan. Okay, I, I'd be fine with that if it's not Sasha Banks and Naomi. But again, I'm going just based off of record, like. Don't have her with that streak. Like Sasha Banks is deserving of at least one WrestleMania moment, even though she had the biggest one last year with actually main eventing nine one. That was a huge deal. Um, next up we got a matchup that was made this past past Monday on Raw, and that's uh, the uh, what is it? I guess the Giant versus the Immovable Object, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Omos. Um, people obviously Bobby Lashley is going to be the baby face here. Crowds behind him. This should be no more than a five minute match. Uh, I hope just for almost sake. I don't think he's that good of a worker. Bobby yeah. Lashley is. Um, and I'm going with Bobby Lashley to beat almost because they've been building up 
almost, and I don't think they're going to go f- that far with him. I think th- this is the part where they, you know, they build up the great Kali, they build up like the Braun Strowmans, and then eventually they just they just kind of knock him down. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking for the Lashley win here. I concur, and I think because um, you know, at some point, I would I would hope that I would want them to to get Bobby Lashley back into the title picture, yeah. especially with what happened at the Elimination Chamber and how it was out of his control because he he got hurt in that right. freak accident. So, um, yeah, definitely give him the rub on this one. Um, I don't see this going too long at all either. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that as my mm-hmm. response. And I don't really have any more thoughts on that. Same here. Uh, let's move on to the raw tag team titles, which will be contested in a triple threat format, which they just did this like weeks ago. And it was actually one of the best matches of the year. If you haven't seen it, folks go back on Monday night raw a few weeks ago. It was the alpha Academy, RK bro and uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. It was just like this incredible triple threat tag match. Um, we're going to do that again here. Just substitute uh, Rollins and Owens for the Street Profits, and we got a triple threat match. What I would have done here to pop this a little bit was turn it into a ladder match. Uh, I probably would have done that, but um, this should be a good wrestling match. I thought they were going to break up RK-Bro at this point, and they would have had the one-on-one matchup. You know, That, that would have been the traditional build, right? Because... They got built up to be a tag team at SummerSlam, and then they had this run, incredible run as a tag team, and kind of one of the best things about Monday Night Raw. Um, do I see? They just won the titles back, so they did. Could we see the turn happen here, or are they going to continue to ride this Randy Orton and Riddle like chemistry, kind of like our modern day like Rock and Sock connection type of thing here? Um, I'm going to go with them retaining, but a little part of me thinks that they're going to break this team up at some point, right? I see that happening. Maybe not here. I could see them retaining and then dropping the belts at a at a smaller pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I really – I'm not going to lie. I really do enjoy the Alpha Academy, though. The, the, the old Chad Gable has finally Chad gotten some Gable personalities. Gimmick. He's figured it out. Shush. Yeah. I mean, I, it, all it takes is something just to like just get you some notoriety, and at some point the the crowd's gonna go along with that too. So he he found something there. So good for him. Um, yeah, are you, I picked RK Bro. Are you sticking with them too? I'm gonna stick with RK Bro too. Yeah, I think I think they're riding too much of a momentum wave to to have them drop the belts, um, even to the Alpha Academy. Uh, street Street Profits have always kind of been there, but Street Profits are gonna be. Much like the New Day, Street Profits are going to be around for a while, and I don't mm-hmm. see them breaking up anytime soon or ever for that matter, which is a real shame because I feel like both Dawkins and uh, Montez Ford have a lot of really good talent as singles competitors, but I feel like they're better off as a tag team for right now. I feel like they um, should be heels too, and I know they've kind of been teasing that, but a little bit. if you want to keep them relevant and have them chasing RK-Bro, have them be heels so you can at least have them uh, uh, in the picture. But Alpha Academy is also really good, so I don't know how far they're going to go with that. I would eventually take away Otis and Chad Gable, run with that character, but make him a singles competitor, kind of make him like a a new age Kurt Angle, okay? Where he's got this goofy character, but kind of like what they tried to do with Jason Jordan, except yeah. actually make it work. Yeah, and the fact that Chad Gable can actually like he's a good wrestler, so you know you could. I'm fine with them doing the same template like they did with Kurt Angle, like it works, so I'm cool with it. But it should be a fun match either way, so this will probably be in the middle of the card. Um, 
Next up, we got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match. Now, y'all want to shit on this for being like a celebrity match. But they've been building this thing since before the Royal Rumble. So there's actually quite a story to it. So it's not like this just came out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, let's get a celebrity in there. Like, No, Johnny Knoxville was part of the Royal Rumble. Um, got to do some offense and I think on Sami Zayn before yeah. getting like eliminated. Um, Sami Zayn was the Intercontinental Champion. Johnny Knoxville cost him the title. They've done some good interactions on SmackDown, especially when Sami Zayn beat the shit out of Knoxville in one of the segments, which was good. I like the build to this. I'm excited for it. I don't know if it if the match is going to be any good. I mean, it's anything goes. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that you can get away with. You can even have all the other jackass. Well, I was going to say involved. the rest of the cast come in. Um, but I'm going to go Zami Zayn wins, but it'll be a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> what do you got? Mm. I like uh, <laughs> this. Did have a good build. This is another one of those, you know, star caliber level builds, kind of like how Bad Bunny got last year. Again, this all started around Royal Rumble time, and right. it is, has come all the way through here to the payoff. Um. I'm actually interested to see just because I know that Sami Zayn, his character work is phenomenal mm-hmm. and he's an amazing worker at that as well. So I'm interested to see how like Sami is going to make uh, Knoxville look and more importantly, see what Knoxville is going to do offensively and see if he's been kind of training fundamentally in terms of wrestling as yeah. well. Cause when Bad Bunny last year hit that Canadian Destroyer, that just yeah. kind of threw every everybody through a loop. And uh, props to to Miz and Morrison for for doing their job of making sure that he was protected, but that also that they made him look good. So I'm, yeah. I'm waiting to see what what Sammy's going to do in regards to that and what kind of offense that Knoxville is going to bring. Um, do you see a big stunt happening here? Somebody falling off a sign or? That well, Something. that was that was going to be kind of what I, what I was going to get at here is if Sami Zayn was going to go over, that's going to be like Johnny Knoxville trying to do like a dangerous stunt, jumping off of like a scaffolding or a Titantron or and something, and then moves. just moves yeah. and misses, and then he just kind of covers him. Yeah. I think it's going to get to a point where it's going to be like Johnny Knoxville is going to get a good amount of offense in for a majority of the match. He's going to work like. 80% of it or, or what have you mm-hmm. and then he's going to set himself up for that spot and then Sammy's just going to roll away and capitalize yeah if I'm Knoxville I'm pushing for a, a big like spot so that way you can be in all the Wrestlemania montages going forward because it's all about moments right like, Right. if he does some crazy like wacky stunt like you know nobody remembers Taker beating Shane McMahon in Hell in the Cell everybody remembers Shane McMahon jumping off the cell so I'm I'm predicting that, but yeah, Sami Zayn's gonna win. But I, I expect like a big stunt moment here for for Johnny Knoxville, and he'll be in the annals of WrestleMania history. Uh, next up, we got another kind of semi celebrity, although he's a regular character. It's Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, which I think everybody before this got announced assumed it was gonna be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. Yeah, based off of uh, you know Vince McMahon going on the Pat McAfee show, but actually ended up being a a real interesting yeah. interview. Um, they built this up. They they've been doing a good job with this build, and Pat McAfee is like one of those guys that just understands this business from promos 
It's actual in-ring. If you've never seen this guy wrestle, this guy can do it. Check out NXT TakeOver 30 where he fought Adam Cole. And then I think later in that same year he was in the War Games match. So this guy knows what he's doing. and He's been training. He has his own ring. So it's not like that Pat McAfee is just a guy. He's not – I would say he's he's better off. I'm more confident in this match than – than Logan Paul like doing like good in ring work. Like Pat McAfee here should shine pretty brightly. I wonder if Vince has seen any of the stuff he did in NXT. Or if he's like seen this for the first time, you're like, ah, this guy's got it. This guy knows what he's doing. Like, what do you think? I would that's a good question. I you would think, right? You would you would think that he's got something on, on McAfee to to kind of go off of mm-hmm. in order to interject him on a on a WrestleMania card right. after not being after not competing since that uh that war game because war games was the last yeah. the last time he com- he's competed right in ring because mm-hmm. he's just been the commentator since then right right so you you would assume that he's got some sort of uh, footage or that he's kept some sort of tabs on his in ring career in order to interject him in a spot like this I hope so um you think it'll be a 15, 10, 15 minute match where we're going to get to see like Pat McAfee do his stuff or is this going to be shenanigans? I think this could be, I think this has a, a, the makings of a good solid 10 to 15 minute match. Um, I don't know how much, I don't know how confidently I feel about Austin Theory in terms of his character, mm-hmm. not necessarily in terms of his like actual wrestling ability, right. just because he's kind of playing, uh, it, and I'm not even going to go so far as to comment on what he's doing with like the whole selfie gimmick and all this good, uh, mm. all this other stuff. But the fact that he's like Vince McMahon's quote unquote handpicked superstar protege. Yeah. I mean, in years past, that's never really worked out well. I mean, look at what happened with Drew McIntyre right. pre 2017. So, um, my my biggest concern here for the match is what's next for Austin Theory afterwards, and right. what are they going to build him up to? Hmm. He'll probably be the U.S. champion at some point. They're going to have him beat Balor. I just feel it, feel it in my bones. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to this match. This again, there's there's plenty of stuff on here that I'm really looking forward to. So uh, I just wish it was on Saturday for some reason. I don't know why. But that's just me. Um, next up, we got. Did we wait? Did we pick winners? Did, we didn't pick winners. Oh no, so. we didn't. Okay. Um, I want Pat McAfee to win, but it wouldn't shock me if Theory won. It wouldn't shock me either if Theory won. And I've been spending a lot of this uh, episode in this conversation of throwing shades to WrestleMania pasts. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I'm, I'm getting the vibe of like a like um, Chris Jericho versus Von Dongo at uh, WrestleMania 29, where it's kind of like Mac, uh, McAfee will work ninety ninety percent of the match and then go to the finish. Yeah, and like Austin Theory just pulls off some some sort of like roll up pin or something or like tugs on the tights or what have you and mm-hmm. gets the the schmaz victory that way. That's what I kind of see happening. Yeah. Pat McAfee is going to be like the new Jerry Lawler where like every once in a while he'll pop up into a feud and right. get into a match. So yeah, like him taking the pin here wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world. So yeah, that 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 makes sense. Next up is a dream match in the making but yet also has like the weirdest build. Edge versus AJ Styles. Mm. Um, I'm gonna let you go off here because I, I have some thoughts on this this whole build. I think uh, I think Ryder said it best. Uh, shout out to Ryder again. Congratulations, buddy. We, uh, we it's it's getting kind of old. The shtick of anybody who turns heel on AJ Styles just always going for the low blow. Right. And I feel and you know 
Nakamura, okay, you can get away with that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But somebody like Edge, like Edge, I feel like Edge is above that. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree? I, I just personally, I feel like they could have they could have turned they could have made that heel turn a little bit better. Um, you know, maybe had them work with each other as like a tag team, and then have Edge turn on him at some point. Which mm. I mean, I guess is, I guess that style has kind of gotten played out too. But traditionally speaking, it works. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of just been the go to formula for for a setup like this. Um, but yeah, this this has a this has the makings of a of a pretty good. Uh, oh, the match is going to be great. I'm not worried. Pretty about good that. setup there. I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on the limb. I think I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh Styles to, to go over on this one. Yeah. Um Styles is one of the few that again his contract was coming to coming to an end and out of anywhere in the wrestling industry that he could have gone, he made the decision to do what he felt was best for him and he wanted to stay yeah. in the W and he even went so far as to say like it was an easy decision for me to stay in the WWE. So yeah. I think that since he's in it for the long haul, uh, and I would hope that they they would be wise to to protect him on this and and to 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 do right by him. Um, I'm going to give him the the win on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you on the on the outcome of this match. I just want to talk about the build a little bit. Like the heel turn was just so out of nowhere. Uh, it still doesn't make sense in the long in the way he's doing it too. Like this is a case of WWE overproducing it as opposed to just letting it like be what it is. If you're gonna do like if you want Edge to be the heel in this feud, fine. But you could do it in a way where you don't have to over gimmick the character. Now Edge is like this comes out to this weird lighting like Undertaker like style. He's got a whole new song with Alter Bridge, which you know, that is whatever it is. But the way I would have done it was the way they did the CM Punk Eddie Kingston feud, where Punk was kind of like the heel in that, just based on the stuff that Kingston was saying. But like, you could have had Edge do the same thing, like AJ. Like I watched you for a year, and you were doing this shtick with Amos, and you're so much better than that. And you know, I'm disappointed in you. He could have done it in that route, just to have the crowd kind of like favor AJ, but not have Edge totally like commit to like doing this villainous character because again it just makes no sense and the way he went like so drastic with it to do the concerto and and all that stuff like it just what like what's the purpose of it like what's his beef other than like wanting to have ajb involved in like better stuff but to like want to knock him out doing like the same thing that freaking randy orton did to him like it the edge orton stuff that made sense this doesn't when he did it. It was. Just, it feels like it was again. It was overproduced, and it just didn't need to be that. You could have this be a classic, like because even the video package they're going to sell this on using like past clips of AJ and you know whatever Ring of Honor or TNA or whatever. All these classic footages of AJ. Same thing with Edge, and you know they'll sell the match as the way it should be, just a dream match. And the build, the build is oh, it's just turned me off. But the match will be. Awesome, I know that. Um, they could have even they could have even done it where if they wanted to, kind of like how uh, how they were booking AJ versus Undertaker in that Boneyard match, yeah. and the promos that AJ was cut were were cutting like oh using his real name like yeah. Mark. You're nothing more than just a scared scared man named Mark Calloway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I'm I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. Like I've been in this industry for for years. You took a ten year long hiatus, and now you're trying to come back and you know think that you still got it and that yeah. you can hang in the ring with something to that effect. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you can give us something. Um, yeah, the 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 character doesn't make any sense. Do you think that? Well, probably not anymore because he's the clear-cut heel. I was going to say, are we going to get another brood entrance? Since that seems to be like Edge's go-to when he wants to, aka, go to a dark place. Kind He'll of have thing. some wacky entrance. Like I feel it. Like he's, in terms of like biggest uh, or longest uh, veteran, he's now up there, right? Because Triple H ain't there anymore, so now right. he can kind of take that role and do these like grand epic entrances. So yeah, I, I can totally see that. But again, like the theme song change, the lighting when he does promos. He did this, I think this past Monday, he did like some backstage thing about judgment. And it's just like, that that doesn't make any sense. For like, it, it makes no sense in what's going on here with AJ. They just botched the build to it. Again, I'm not, I'm not talking about the actual match itself. That's going to be awesome. But if they're going to commit to this bit then i'm i'm more than sure that this is going to be more than just a one-off match it's going to be like a feud that's going to go all the way to almost SummerSlam, probably maybe that's the way i see it anyways because if not you could have easily have edge turn back baby but i don't think that's going to happen well i mean it is wwe so they'll they'll spin it to any way that they want <laughs> well, that's to true that could sense, happen so. too but if you're going to have edge also possibly win another world title like probably have him as a heel then anyway so. would you though given given the the either one of the two outcomes that it could be either roman or brock like could you see edge going over one of those two to 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 become the next world champion well since we're getting or actually the next match we're going to talk about is the main event and the winner take all unification match uh, I've already read that they're not even going to hold that gimmick long, that they're going to introduce another belt or, you know, this whole unified thing is, it's it's all hype. Like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna just do the same thing when Randy Orton took both belts and then they eventually just separated them again. So, um, Wait, um, <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but that's what's going to happen. I was, I was going to say kind of like the undisputed WWE championship and then they they uh resurrected the WCW heavyweight yeah. championship kind of thing. So it's not even going to be a universal title anymore. They're going to like br- create a brand new concept of like uh, of a championship belt is what you're you're reading. Something like that cuz I think what Roman said what it's going to be called is the WWE undisputed universal champion or something like that. I don't know what they would bring back or make a separate title and call it uh I don't know. Oh, that'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool if they they brought back like the like the original uh, pre spinner belt WWE championship. Yeah. Oh, like the one Brock held and the uh, one Brock and JBL. And and, yeah, I did like that belt. Um, we'll see. I mean, I guess let's get to that match now. Uh, the main event of the show. The it's being billed as the the biggest WrestleMania match ever. <laughs> I roll on that. Come on, <laughs> for the for the for the first time ever, for the third time. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, this is the third time they're fighting at Mania, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The one I went to, like that, was a shit show with the actual match. Like nobody cared about it. Here, they've actually built this up pretty good. Um, you know, Roman's being built as this like unstoppable champion. Um, who do you think wins here? 
I don't even know yet. I think they're going Roman. <sighs> I think I think they're I think they're running with Roman. They're protecting Roman. Uh, Brock's character work has gotten is just just been nothing short of phenomenal. No yeah. pun intended. Um, but do you, think, do you think this is the last we see of Brock for a while? For a while, I know that he's kind of made the decision where he's not going to want to go back to UFC or he's not going to yeah. go back to mixed martial arts. But he he is. He he's still what he's always been up to this point, and he's you know part timer. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he doesn't make as many appearances on his own show, and he kind of just shows up on on SmackDown as a quote unquote free agent <laughs> right. again. Why the hell do we have a draft system if if everybody's just going to be a free agent going wherever yeah. they want at, at any given moment? But um, yeah, I think I think Brock is going to stick to being a part timer and. They're probably going to just stick with Roman, and at that point, outside of like maybe a, a McIntyre again, my previous question is: Do you see Edge as a credible threat to like a Roman or or even a Brock if it were to go Brock hypothetically? No, I don't even know who it would be. Maybe a if like for a while. Let's say for a while they're going to have the jump, the champion jump from both shows. A Bobby Lashley's out there for a Roman. Um, who else? Like, who's that big? Drew, I mean, Drew McIntyre obviously is there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> they really haven't built anybody. Cody. I don't. It, <laughs> Co- it all depends on how they present him. If if he ends up being the guy that they bring in to face Seth Rollins. Um, I don't know. WWE's really put themselves in a corner here. And also, is this going to be the second straight WrestleMania where it just ends on a down note with like Roman retaining and then it just goes off air? Any chance somebody comes out like a rock or something like that for a stare down or something? Even if nothing's announced, it's just a stare down. And uh, well, mm, no, I hope not. Austin, no, Steve <laughs> imagine, Austin. Imagine the place would become unglued. Could oh, you just imagine glass, just glass shattering and then just one one more title match or something like and obviously what you would have to save it for a, a way bigger event right if, if not next year's mania then SummerSlam because remember SummerSlam is going to be in uh, is it going to be in Las Vegas again no Los that's Angeles? Money in the Bank I think it's Money in the Bank whatever it is could you imagine if that happened mm, yes and no <laughs> remember, I remember this folks I, I imagine the pop. Remember this. Remember this podcast. I'm the first one that said it. I imagine the pop would be spectacular, but an actual match between Roman and Steve Austin, not a chance. I think it would work style wise. It would just be a brawl because Roman's not the guy that's like doing suplexes and you know stuff that's going to injure Austin's neck. I mean, the biggest. Bump you would have to take is the spear. Yeah, the, that drive-by drop kick that he that does too. on the, the apron of the ring. Couple you, Superman punches. A couple imagine? Superman punches. Could you imagine? Oh man! I said it here, folks. You remember this if it happens. <laughs> Who is it? Who did I see? They made like a mock video, or maybe it was The Rock. Never mind. Somebody made a mock video where it was like. One of Roman's promos where he's standing in the middle of the ring and then, like, somebody's entrance music plays and he, like, kind of looks over his shoulder, yeah. like, all shocked. Mm. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Like, who's, who's, 
I guess for shock value, yeah, Stone Cold would be that guy. But who's who else's entrance music could you see play that? Well, they give I mean, you that same effect. They already did it, but it was Cena. Cena would have been the guy. Yeah, let's say you didn't. You never did the whole SummerSlam thing. That could have been where you where you do it. Um, I'm still mad they didn't even give him his 17th title reign. Like, come uh, on, it'll happen. I think at some point, maybe maybe not. I don't know. That goes into my whole thing why I think Charlotte is also going to lose because they want her to continue building up the the numbers. Oh, do you think they want her to to get to to her dad's? They probably want her to break it more than Cena at this point. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where WWE goes as far as like credible competitors. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre to me are the only ones. Pound pound for pound, yeah. Pound just. The phys- physique wise, like body style, body type wise, like they they have those components to to match up, and then styles too. I forgot did did Randy Orton get a shot at Roman already? Did they do that storyline? No, because I would say a, a a baby face Randy Orton chasing the title could work. See, but even that, even at that, like as much as I love Randy, I don't, I cannot fathom Randy Orton versus a Roman Reigns. Mm. Like not a, not a baby face, Randy. Maybe like a maybe like a two thousand nine Apex Predator, Randy, mm. kind the, of. But the slithering snake that come on, motherfucker. <laughs> Watch WWE, evil folks. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can see at this point. I would say Big E, but who knows if he's even going to wrestle again? Right. Um, Braun Breaker? I don't, I don't know. Braun Breaker. That's the only guy I see in the future. Pete, like they could bring up and be some Dunn, Butch, Butch, Sheamus. God, I don't know. They're running out of people. This is why I didn't like Roman Reigns having this huge like reign because just kind of running through everybody. It, yeah, it, can't can't say Balor anymore because Balor already got his shot. Man, they. They never revisited that Balor Brock Lesnar. That match was good. Like <sighs> Balor could have those kind of matches with those guys. I don't know. AJ Styles again? Maybe. I don't know if a baby his baby face title run wasn't too spectacular though. So I don't a baby face AJ Styles chasing Roman Reigns, I don't Night after night after WrestleMania, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Heath Slater comes back and he's now super jacked, just like the oh rest of Three MB, and have Heath Slater chase the title. I'm telling you, it's either those guys or again, if they position Cody or Seth again, as I don't know, but they haven't paid that off because Seth. When he had his title match against Roman, that ended with a disqualification. That right? happened out of nowhere. Yeah. How did he? Because Seth was what? Didn't Seth compete in like the Elimination Chamber, or he like competed for the WWE Championship and lost, and then all of a sudden got lunged into yeah. the Universal Title picture? I don't even know where that came from. Yeah. I was just... I was shocked to see that. I wasn't mad. <laughs> I was of course, but that's my Seth Rollins bias. But I was like. What did Seth Rollins do to earn a universal title shot? How yeah. did this come about? Yeah. I'm just I'm not looking forward to the way WrestleMania night two ends. If it's just gonna be Roman standing tall, like what what do we what do we get out of it? Like nothing. It's been here, done that. It's already almost what going on what three years of him being champion? Or 
Yeah, well, <laughs> feels like two it. years. That's two years. They, gosh, because he he came back like summer of 2020. Yeah, in like a like I forgot what pay per view it was, but it was a it was a feud. But it was the pay per view right after summer. Or no, he, he came back at SummerSlam as the "You'll never see it coming" tagline that they did. Yeah, and he did the whole heel turn. Um, yeah, you're right. Two over two years going on to she's I don't know. Man, that may, that just makes night two more depressing. Unless Brock wins, but I doubt it. Um, so you're picking Roman over Brock. I guess, but I won't be mad if if Brock wins. I'll jump out of my couch just because I've loved this version of Brock Lesnar. It's been cowboy, cowboy Brock. It's Yellowstone Brock. I love it. It's just it's just him being loose, and he has personality now because the the little unstoppable monster suplex city that kind of ran its course, and now he can he can cut a decent enough promo to get by. So that's that's really all you need. And, Fair. Um, I don't know. Curious to see what what WWE uses as their main storyline as they push to SummerSlam. There's little hope for a Rock tease at the end, but I don't know. Or or you heard it here, folks. Stone Cold Steve Austin will make that place get unglued. So they. So are you? So would you then predict that? Would you? Is your prediction booking here that similar to WrestleMania 31? That WrestleMania 38 ends on a cliffhanger where yeah. somebody just comes out, and then you just kind of have to see what the fallout is. Raw after Mania. Damn it! I'm going bold prediction. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. <laughs> he's he's going for he's it. He's going. He's for, all in. Why are you training he's, this hard for just like a little squabble with Kevin Owens? No, there's something. There's something in the works here. I'm gonna I'm gonna build myself up. I don't give a shit because I have. Even if it fails, I have AEW to fall back on. So why not? I'm going to get my hopes up for this. L- let me let me have this because if it doesn't, whatever. And I still got I'm, AEW. And then I'm just going to break <laughs> your heart here by saying that it's not even going to be Stone Cold. It's going to be the other bald guy. Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Goldberg comes back. Oh. Then the sh- the crowd would really shit on it. Oh, yeah. that would. You want to talk about any of the dr- WrestleMania? Ratings that- going down the toilet for sure. Well, I don't know. People still pop for Goldberg for some reason. So that is true, and it is Texas, and Goldberg lives in Bernie, so he's not too far from Dallas. Does Taker come back out of retirement? <laughs> That's another possibility. Isn't he getting inducted into yeah, the Hall of Fame? Freaking Edge is Edge is in the Hall of Fame. Freaking, <laughs> I a, forgot Edge was in the Hall of yeah. Fame. Oh wow. Freaking Trish Stratus has been in the Hall of Fame and she's come back and wrestled. Lita has, has been in the Hall of Fame and come back and wrestles. The the freaking Bella Twins came back this year. They were they're in the Hall of Fame. Mask Mask Kane. Ugh. <laughs> they're running they're running out of names. It's sad to say that we're at this point like and this is their own fault for not building up the, the for young not, talent. Yeah, exactly. God. This really could be the end of an era as far as like Using the nostalgia axe, the forbidden the forbidden door opens, <laughs> and cult of personality plays. Their only hope now is going to be talents expiring in AEW, and they want to jump ship, yeah. like an MJF or you know whoever. Okay, but even at that, like, even hypothetically, do you see MJF as a credible threat to make a run for Roman's or Brock's title? 
He can talk. That's he can talk. He, yeah, but but that, I mean that's that's a lot. These you you're telling me MJF wouldn't verbally assault on the, Roman on the, Reigns on the sticks. Yes, but I'm saying like uh, in, in a wrestling match. Well, we're gonna see because he's gonna fight Wardlow and not that far in the future. So we're gonna see what he's gonna do against that kind of. Uh, you know, in I, terms yeah. of like size and I am I imagine it's gonna be Schmoz though. I imagine that Sean Spears is probably gonna get involved to Oh, you don't degree. think they're gonna have some match, like a really like legit good match? No. One thousand percent. There's there's always been something like that that kind of comes that that uh there's always some sort of caveat to uh to an MJF victory. Hmm. But that's not really the point though. The point though is could he have a a credible match with a big guy like that, because obviously Wardlow is like you can put him in the same class, like as a Roman, as as that type of build of of uh, opponent. Did he not fight Brian Cage? Who MJF? Yeah, I, I, I maybe in early or was in that Ricky early... Starks? Rick, I know Ricky Starks. It was Ricky Brian. Starks. Okay, probably. okay, never mind. But I think MJF could do it, like have a match with Roman. I mean, he's not that much bigger than a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I'm sorry. And Brian Danielson was able to have matches with Roman. I mean, it's doable. But MJF's got the character. I mean, Roman so does Roman now. But you're talking like on the mic, like, ooh, <laughs> could you just imagine those promos, promos against Roman Reigns? Oh like, man, I'm. That's the only reason I kind of want to see MJF leave AEW. I would, I would kill to see MJF run shop on a lot of people yeah. in WWE. Like an MJF Seth Rollins feud would be incredible because there's so much material that MJF could use on yep. on that guy. So, I mean, this is obviously way down the line, but I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Right, we're seeing an end of an era. In WWE, as far as like using up their nostalgia acts, because Austin, other than Rock, is as big as you can. I go. I feel like those are the last two. That's that as you big could, as you can go to, to get a pop. <laughs> yeah, can't use Triple H anymore, sadly. But can those... use Shawn Michaels. It won't work. He's nope. too old. Uh, I mean, there's Goldberg still, but they've already kind of run that up. Also, like the specialness is kind of gone. Because uh, even if he did pop up at the end of this Mania, it'd just be like, well, we've seen this already. Kevin Nash? Nah, he's too old. I think his knees are shot. He's too old. There's nobody. This is it. <laughs> this is it. That's yeah, they, why I they, told... They really are the last two. Well, no. The one I said was, like, John Cena was the last of the nostalgia, and they yeah. ran that up really quickly. They should have saved that, to be honest. Well, I think they. I think they were doing that because that happened at Money in the Bank, and I think they made that as like a split decision to. Because again, ratings for AEW were spiking, so yeah. they needed something to kind of counterbalance that. Well, that and the fact that they were doing SummerSlam in a freaking football stadium, so oh, they true. needed to sell those tickets. So, if it were me, I wouldn't have never done the Cena thing at SummerSlam. I would have saved it for this Mania because that pop would have been huge. Because you by then it would have been like I don't know how long that we hadn't seen him appear on WWE TV. So that'd have been a year because he had he was he disappeared in the Firefly. Yeah, house match. He came, yeah, he got Bray Wyatt resigning. No, Wyndham Wyndham Rotunda. Hmm. Braun Strowman resigning. No, that won't do it. Oh no, um, no Braun Strowman won't come back. Ryback. 
There's nobody. That's it, man. It's uh it's the end of the line for, for WWE there. Zack Ryder. <laughs> Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Jacked up. <laughs> um, Benji would pop for that, you would, you fucking mark. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out to Hosky. <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even get the woo woo woo. It's just Oh man. What a downer of a mania it's gonna be. Night one's gonna be so happy Austin and beer bashing and you know I just want to see him do a Luthes present on Kevin Owens. And then to end with Roman again. <sighs> That's not stupendous to me, ending on, on that note. It's not a not a stupendous ending. No. I can't yeah, I can't I'm racking my brains. I seriously can't think of it. I, no. I guess for argument's sake, because this is going to be his last NXT stand and deliver. Uh, uh, crap, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, oh, Tommaso Ciampa? Yes, Tommaso no. Ciampa. They've already treated him like a geek on Raw. Like he's just a guy. I don't see it. Johnny Gargano? <laughs> no. Just imagine. <laughs> Want to hear that Paramore song blare all over the AT&T Stadium? No. No way. No chance in hell. Oh, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't be shocked if it's Taker. I could see it. Mark Henry. They're not doing anything with him in freaking AEW. No, <laughs> and it's in Texas. He's from yeah. Texas, so I don't know, man. Well, that's uh, that's WrestleMania, the two night event starting this Saturday. Um, I'm gonna tune in for sure. Overall, this looks to be a way better WrestleMania than the last two years, for sure. Um, whether any of the matches actually end up being good, who knows? To be determined. To be determined. But I think for sure, like, the Lynch-Belair match will be good. Edge and AJ Styles. Charlotte and Ronda, if they do the the way they had their match at Survivor Series back in 2018. Um and if Pat McAfee still got it the way he did like a year, year and a half ago at NXT, if he can do that again, we're, we're in for some, some good moments. Pretty good here on the Talk for Mania. I think we've covered everything. I think, yeah, I think we've exhausted every all, angle. Pretty much. Even every possible And then this, none of this shit will happen and it's going to go off air with Roman. We're talking all of this stuff like, you know. Trying to, trying to see who's going to be the next in line. <laughs> what other nostalgia can we pull out? Nope. That's it. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this uh, this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks so much to Brandon for coming on and talking shop, talking pro wrestling or sports entertainment, depending we're, on which side sports, of the spectrum. We're sports entertainers. This is the era of sports entertainers. On this, on this night, we'll be sports entertainers, uh, but Wednesday nights, we're, we're pro wrestlers. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. Tune in to WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. Um, we'll see what happens. Just have fun with it. And, you know, again, we, the grass is greener on the other side with AEW. So if they end up shitting the bet on this entire thing, we'll be like, okay, well. We got something to fall back on. Yeah, we have something to fall back on. So unless contracts start coming up and then everybody starts jumping over, then we'll see what happens. Then we'll then we'll we'll keep our eyes tuned. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, that's gonna do it, and uh, we'll sign off for the night here. Thank you so much for having me.
Laters, guys. <laughs>